0: hello and welcome to another episode of the adoption door this is a show where people who want to know more about the adoption of a child come to listen to others share their stories and thoughts on the matter if you have an adoption related story you'd like to share don't hesitate to do so by either writing or even recording it yourself and emailing it to me at the adoption door at email.com we'd love to hear from you now that we've gotten that out of the way let's get to what we're all here for Okay, I told you I'd tell you my story, so here it is. I was born in El Salvador around July or August in 1974. I'll explain what I mean by the approximation later. I somehow ended up in an orphanage there along with many other children. It was about that time in the United States that my parents, Dave and Petrina, decided that they wanted to adopt a child. They found the process at the time in the U.S. to be too cumbersome, so they heard from a family friend who incidentally also had adopted a child from El Salvador, that the process was a lot easier. They just had to get down there. So instead of going through the process here in the U.S., which could take years, they were able to adopt me within just a couple of months. At the time of adoption, I was extremely malnourished. When they adopted me at six months old, I weighed the same as a two-month-old. They brought me to their home in Los Angeles. They named me Andres. My birth name was jose antonio gonzalez my birth mother's name is mercedes i also have a sister three years my junior but i'll let her tell you her story one of these days now i mentioned earlier that we explain why my birth date is an approximation at the time in el salvador there was a lot of civil unrest so records aren't readily available as they are here in the us so they settled on august 4th again because of those records or lack thereof I didn't have any family medical history to speak of. This would prove to be problematic later in life. I always had trouble learning in school, and behaved oddly at times when I got older. I never knew why. It wasn't until I was 38 that I learned that this odd behavior could be attributed to bipolar illness, and at 48 I learned that I also have adult ADHD. To my parents' credit, they did have me tested when I was younger, but because the knowledge wasn't there in the medical field, I slipped through the cracks. Looking back, there are times I wish I had known earlier in life, but I wouldn't be the person I am today if I had. I also learned that I am 99% of Mayan descent. I say 99% because I took one of those heritage tests which confirmed it. I even named my first daughter Maya. I have seven kids, of which four are biologically mine. The others are stepkids, but I consider them mine. I told my daughter Maya that she'll probably never run into another Maya with actual Mayan ancestors. My adoptive mom is from Switzerland and my adoptive dad is Caucasian. He was born and raised in LA. My mom has opened my eyes to many of the wonderful cultural aspects of the Swiss, including, but not limited to, the language. Again, I only know a few words. When I was a child, my mom would try to teach me High German, which is a German dialect spoken in some of parts of Switzerland. I said, Mom, why are you speaking so funny? But what did I know? I was just a kid. I wish I'd embraced the language more. I gotta say, though, the food is amazing. As for my dad, Dave, I have a lot of characteristics that he has, and oddly enough, even how my penmanship looks. I love to write like he does, and of course, there are those horrible puns. But then again, maybe they're just a dad thing. Funny-sounding languages and horrible puns aside, I owe my parents everything. They are wonderful people, and I'm eternally grateful for all they have done for me. They have always loved and supported me through whatever nonsense I brought their way and always shown me kindness and compassion. If more parents were like them, this world would definitely be a better place. I often wonder about my birth family. Do I have siblings? Are my parents still alive? And what would they think of how my life turned out to be? I've spoken to people who have lived their whole lives in El Salvador and they tell me that it's very dangerous. That is why I haven't gone back. Well, that and time and money but I don't think badly of my biological parents for giving me up for adoption. In fact, I am extremely grateful for the life that their decision has afforded me. Because of the shoddy record-keeping down there, I may never know. I may never find them, and that's okay, because I love the life my adoptive parents have given me. I know not all adoptions go as well as mine, which makes me even more grateful. I have seven beautiful kids and a gorgeous wife. I am indeed very fortunate. So there it is. That's my story. I know it was a little long-winded, but I hope it could give you some insight into adoption. And if you're adopted, perhaps you could relate. So, that's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to send in your stories to at email.com or message me on Facebook on the page with the same name. We look forward to hearing from you. No story is too small or too big. You can also catch these podcasts on YouTube if you prefer to listen that way on the channel with, well, you guessed it, the same name, The Adoption Door. So until next time, be well, and thanks for tuning in.